Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts. Especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributor. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Good morning. Our scripture this morning is from Psalm 139, verses 13 to 16. For it was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. God is knitter. Isn't that a lovely image? I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, that I know very well. God is craftsperson long before the Saturday market ever existed. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth, God as weaver. Your eyes beheld my unformed substance, God the maker of raw materials. I have been musing on identity lately and thought I would share what I am discerning in the process. This is my identity badge from work. I am a chaplain resident at a local hospital. This badge lets me into the locked unit where I do most of my clinical work. It gives me access to the computer so I can enter my chart notes. And it hangs around my neck as I walk the halls announcing that I work there, that I'm not a patient or a visitor. Last fall, I looked down and noticed that my badge has several layers. There's the layer with the photo on it. There's the layer with the chip in it. There's some sort of protective covering that keeps it from being destroyed by the rain. And the whole thing is laminated to keep those layers together. What does it mean to have a laminated identity? To be, in the words of scripture, intricately woven and knit together. How many of you are fans of the Great British Baking Show? At least once a season, there's an episode where the contestants wrap a block of butter in some dough and start whacking it with a rolling pin. And they whack and they roll and they fold and they chill and then they pull it out and they roll some more and they fold some more and they chill it some more. And the purpose of all of this work is to form a perfectly laminated dough to distribute the dough, the butter throughout the dough as the pastry bakes, the bits of butter create steam, which makes pockets in the dough. And once it has baked, they wait for Mary Berry's coveted words. You can see the layers. (laughs) 
Speaking of layers, I have some examples of laminated dough to share. So if I can get a couple people to help me pass these out, we probably only need two trays because not everyone is here today. Thank you, friends. There's napkins. You can just grab a napkin with a piece in it. For those who are gluten-free, my apologies. Apparently, there is nothing like a croissant in the gluten-free ensemble. If you have celiac disease, I am counting on you to do whatever you need to do to take care of yourself in the presence of all this gluten. And when you get them, you can just hold it. It's really um, to give you an example in your hand of a laminated dough. And um, they have found that if you have more than one sense involved, people remember your message better. So there's something to smell. At some point, you'll be able to taste it. You get something to hold and something to protect your hands from all the grease. Last year, I walked away from a 17-year career on the faculty of a nearby university with a very familiar name, <laughs> sickened by the worsening specter of evangelicals behaving badly. This congregation is all too familiar with that behavior, if I recall. I thought somehow in leaving that I could just peel off part of my past and discard it, put it behind me. Many of our friends discovered on Friday that it is not so easy to do this when they found themselves faced with what seemed like an impossible choice to honor the memory of Ralph Beebe they would have to set foot in Newburgh Friends Church again, step into a building from which many had been almost forcibly ejected. Some managed, others couldn't do it. Our identities and histories are not just layers, you see. Peel one off and the rest of us remains intact. If I tried to separate the photo part of my badge from the chip part, the whole thing would be ruined. No longer suitable for computer access or confirming my permission to enter a locked unit. Thank you. You can take a woman out of a Christian university, but it's a lot harder to take the place out of me. The lamination process has worked the butter all through the dough. And when the heat was applied, the steam made little pockets. And all these little spaces are the result. There is no way to remove the butter from this pastry. The Bible has many, many metaphors of joining together. I love that Martha said in her welcome, how do we hold these things together? There's a metaphor of weaving and of knitting. We saw those this morning in the psalm. There's grafting onto the vine, an apt metaphor for those of us who are convinced Quakers. It would seem that personal integration is a high value in the spiritual life. 
speaking of personal integration. But what if we don't want to integrate those things? I certainly don't want to be someone who places power over people or who lets fear govern my life even when it destroys those I once said I cared about. This is where transformation and redemption come into play. Wilhelm Verford is the grandson of the architect of apartheid, a system of brutal racial oppression that afflicted South Africa for four decades or so. He asks, what am I doing with these sources of myself? How do I transform being a Christian white male Afrikaner fervored from seductive reasons for destructive self-rejection to creative resources for reconstruction and true reconciliation? How do we take any aspect of our personal history, religious journey, family of origin, and trust that the butter makes this pastry more tasty because it is so connected to the rest of it? I work in a hospital where Christianity is by far the most common religious tradition among our patients. When I worked at Providence, a Catholic hospital, I walked into a room one day and the patient's spouse said, is father coming? Sorry, lady, I'm all the father you get today. At the hospital where I work now, patients more often than not want to know that I have a relationship with Jesus. My history in evangelical land is an asset however much that community may have hurt me and those I care about in the end. I can pray a Jesus-y prayer like no other when a patient needs one because I sojourned for so long in the land of Father God, just really, just, just, Father God. (laughs) A year ago, I wanted to burn this jacket with its new name and new logo, so as not to uh, destroy the reputation of the university with its, you know, the creeping progressivism of the seminary at that time, before they started cracking down on the creeping progressivism. I didn't want that reminder of the place that had stolen the last year of my life. But yesterday, when I got called into the hospital to help our poor on-call intern whose identity badge had stopped working suddenly, that was what I threw over my grubbies. I'm very sure the timing is not a coincidence. And you know what? The jacket still keeps me warm. And my time at the seminary gave me the privilege of teaching any number of leaders in the Sierra Cascades yearly meeting and the Independent Friends Churches in Newburgh. Gil George, who we just received into membership recently, is among the students I supposedly corrupted with my dangerously progressive teachings. (laughs) Our Jungian friends suggest that the parts of us we most want to reject are the places where we will run into trouble until we have integrated them. What might it look like if 
rather than resisting those parts of our history that make us less proud, we demand that God, the great weaver and craftsperson, use them to form us and strengthen our ministry. Will we search for the ways the butter makes the pastry more delicious? You can eat it at any time, by the way. I have been taken in recent years with an image I found in a magazine. Remember magazines? <laughs> in a desert somewhere far away, a zebra is chasing a lion. It's very striking because that's not what we ever see. Predators are predators and prey are prey. The lion is always chasing the zebra. But what if I turn and say, I will no longer let myself be victimized by whatever has been chasing me for so long. Yes, it's part of my history, but at some point I get to choose how I'm gonna to respond to it. And I choose to stop running away and chase it down instead. There's a beautiful poem by Rumi, which those of you who've been here a while have probably already heard from Stephen, because he loves Rumi, but I'm gonna read it again. It's sort of an anthem for personal integration. The guest house. This being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness. Some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all, even if they're a crowd of sorrows which violently sweep your house empty of its furniture. Still treat each guest honorably. They may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice, meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whoever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. Our queries for today are uh, hidden inside most of your napkins. I will also read them off because some of the napkins didn't get queries. What has been laminated into your identity, whether you like it or not? And how have you seen God use that part of you in your life, your relationships, and your ministry? What has been laminated into your identity, whether you like it or not? How have you seen God use that part of you in your life, your relationships, and your ministry? Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We're really happy that so many of you are finding it to be helpful and as a way to stay connected with what's going on with us here at West Hills Friends. If you'd like to stay connected with us in other ways, we have a couple options for you. You can check out our website. It's westhillsfriends.org. There you'll find some more information about who we are as a community. You can also follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook account by just searching for West Hills Friends. You can also follow us on Instagram. We have a instagram account with the name west hills friends 
So we hope that you'll get connected with us in other ways. And again, thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast.